millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. 
now. NobleGoldInvestments.com Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. In this prominent federal lawsuit, Connect versus True the Vote, a lot of viewers are trying to figure out the true intentions of the judge, Kenneth Hoyt. Is he compromised? Is he an activist judge? I'm hearing a lot of my viewers in the comments say this. Attorney Lloyd Kelly joins me. He has known this judge for many years. Um, you've been in court with him a lot. Thank you so much for joining me. I think I had my first jury trial in his courtroom probably around 1992. So that's what, 30 years? 92. Wow. Yeah, Judge Kenneth Hoyt was appointed by President Reagan, um, became a federal judge in 1988. So you are not even familiar with this case, which is perfect. You can get a fresh perspective without yeah, anything. You told me about it. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so here's the situation. Um, True the Vote held an event in August called The Pit in Arizona, where they brought select people, a lot of, uh, I guess, podcasters and things, to listen to the details they had on Connect. That is where they said that, that they had obtained information showing Connect housed its whole worker private information on a server in China uh, through which um, a computer expert was able to probe through an open door and see what was on there. So the mm -hmm. private information was being exposed, but why was it held on a Chinese server to begin with American election information? So this raised a lot of alarm. Connect in return filed a lawsuit against True the Vote in September now, the proceedings of that lawsuit are ongoing. On Thursday, there was a hearing in front of Judge Kenneth Hoyt, um, and he seemed very irritated at True the Vote. He, he would interrupt them, talk over the lawyers, threaten to get the lawyers kicked out. And uh, the lawyers seemed bewildered <laughs> at what the judge, they, they, they like me, said that they hadn't seen a ju judge act like that before. But really? the judge... In the Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm -hmm. that you, but you, uh, you know, when I spoke with you on the phone, you had good things to say about Judge Kenneth Hoyt. Well, I think he's one of the greatest judges we've ever had. Uh, I was always afraid of him. I will tell you that. I never walked in his court without a bit of fear because he's a very smart judge. And... He's a, a just judge, but he's somebody you don't want to mess with. You, he's you no nonsense. No, none of that. Don't lie to him. He's very, he's very, you know, he's understanding if you got something personal in your life and you're going to need a continuance for, you know, an emergency. But I remember a guy come up saying, oh, judge, I need a continuance because I'm getting married next weekend. And he's like, you didn't know you're getting married before today because it's like three days away. Was this a Las Vegas wedding? I mean, why are you just coming up three days before? Didn't you know this in a few months? Well, I knew. Oh, so, so he he will ask very pointed questions. So he's not a judge that you are to say, oh, I can just pull one over on him. That's a big mistake. And he is scary. He, he knows his uh, – he's been wearing those robes so long that he knows the limits of his power. 
But he also knows within those limits are some very, uh, very forceful ways to get at compliance with orders and to get to the truth. So he's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's just not going to let you lie to his face and think that's okay. I know a lot of judges that don't care. Really, you go into their court, you know, it's just another day at the office. He takes his yeah. business very seriously. So I tell you, from the day I was a new lawyer to the case I was a senior lawyer, trial lawyer, trying cases, I always walked in his courtroom with just a little bit of trepidation that I need to be very careful. Everything needs to be documented. Everything needs to be accurate and no bluffing. You tell him everything. So don't try to run a scam on him. A lot, a lot of people underestimate Judge White. You know, uh, you know, there's a lot of judges we have from, and I don't want to malign their schools. They're great schools, but Harvard and Yale and, you know, you get the prestigious schools and, and, and we find that sometimes they malign judges who come from more local schools like uh, Judge Hoyt or I. And, and, and Judge Hoyt probably knows the rules better than anybody. So Judge Hoyt, I, I read Judge Hoyt went to Texas Southern University. Yeah. And I told you that he was a civil rights ad, ad, uh, advocate Activ- and an activist back in his college days, which made it very surprising that somebody like uh, President Reagan, uh, who I personally admire, would appoint him. But he did because, uh, uh, you know, Hoyt had already worked as an appellate court judge. I, I think Hoyt should have gone to the Supreme Court. In my opinion, he was smart because he, he'll drill down with the lawyers to get to the nub of something. So a lot of lawyers like to dance around stuff, right? Yeah. I think they're masters at uh, sophism where they can just talk for a few hours and, and you'll just listen to them and you'll be lulled into some sense that, oh, I'm, I got you all. You know. And Hoyt wants to know the facts and he wants to know the law and, and drill down. I've never seen a judge ask so many questions himself. Normally, well, like you go see Lynn Hughes, you'll get that same treatment. We have another judge called Lynn Hughes. And Lynn Hughes is like that. He'll drill down and get to it real quick. These are old state court judges. They're used to, I guess, some lawyers trying to play tricks on them, and they don't tolerate it. And they'll drill down. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, so a lot of the Ivy League schools are based on the idea that. All lawyers are honest and all lawyers are just going to come in and we're going to have a sort of a hypothetical esoteric discussion on the law. Well, that ain't true. A lot of lawyers are just flat out dishonest and they'll go in and try to run a scam on a judge. And some of these former state court judges like Lynn Hughes or Judge Hoyt don't tolerate it. They'll go straight. Well, so let's get to the crux of what the heck's going on with this connect for true the vote case. Now, you know, I know nothing about this case, except what you, you, you know, know nothing yeah. about it. So here's the update. The, the um, judge. A little bit. So the end of the hearing on thir- last Thursday, uh, the judge gave true the vote an ultimatum to cough up their third witness to the Chinese server data. Yeah. They, he wanted the name of that person who, who had seen that. If they did not give that guy's name by Monday, then the two key people from True the Vote, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips, would be going to jail. Monday came. They still refused to give the name of this person, so he sent them to jail. They're now sitting in jail. I'm going to say, get and- my toothbrush. Get your toothbrush, because if he says <laughs> you're going to jail, you're going to jail. Hoyt's not a guy you want to play with. Either you go get your toothbrush, because you're going to need it in jail, or you cough up so- the 
So, okay, the average American citizen looking at this case is saying, shouldn't Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht be called heroes for exposing a vulnerability in our election software? Why are they the ones in jail instead of the... Why do you get to defy federal authority? We didn't let the South do it in the Civil War. We've never let a president do it. Why would an individual get to tell a judge, I'm not going to comply with your order? You have two choices. You either comply or you appeal it and get somebody else. We do not let individuals decide whether or not they're going to obey a federal judge. We just don't do that. The system would break down if everybody gets to decide whether they want to comply or not. So we had nullification is not the law in in the United States. It was disregarded at at Gettysburg, I guess, or or, uh, Appomattox. One of those two, we gave up this idea that a a state or a county or whatever could nullify federal authority. That is no longer the law. That judge sits there with the full power of everything that we hold dear. Either you, you, you either believe in the rule of law or you don't. And if you believe in the rule of law, when he gave that order, they could have appealed it. Maybe they're doing that now. They could have asked him for a stay. He probably would have granted it. Uh, well, they asked. No, they asked for a six more hour stay. They said, "Give us six more hours on Monday of this week." But they waited till Monday. Why did they wait till Monday? Why not on Friday say, "Look, uh, here's my reasons. I need to." Uh, it takes me six more hours to call somebody. I guess, and, and uh, I think you can get to the moon and back with a telephone conference uh, faster than six hours. But I may be wrong. But what was your excuse for needing the more time? He's very, you're not going to find a more judicial judge than him. He is very understanding of people's rights. I told you that. Remember in our conversation about his sensitivity to people's rights. He had a case where he doesn't just buy off on the government's case that, you know, I'm right and you're wrong. He he wanted to know why these officers thought they had to go over and, and take cameras out of citizens' hands that were taking pictures. So he's not... I'm not, he, uh, Judge Hoyt is not the kind of judge that's just going to say, yep, government, you're right. But on the other hand, you will, you will find he's, that he's not going to allow people to defy the rule of law. That's what he was put there. That's his job. Okay. He's so- not going to tolerate that. A lot of people think, I'm telling you, they underestimate the guy. And he, he's always gracious and he's always kind that I've ever been in. So a lot of people misunderstand that to be, Oh, he's weak. And that's a mistake. He's smart and he's very, very effective at getting where he wants to be. So he'll ask the questions that'll drill down on something fast. And you better have good answers. And if this is necessary for the adjudication of that case and you don't have a privilege, what was their what was their grounds for saying I don't need to tell you? Well was they're saying they were saying the grounds for that are that this third person in the room was an FBI confidential informant and that we would need the FBI's permission to release that person's name. The okay. judge on Thursday mentioned well, that I'm he gonna, was because I'm shaking my head. That don't even make sense. There is no recognized privilege for the, for a, uh, I guess a mole in the FBI to give you information. You got to give that up. Why do, why do they have his name? That would be my first question. I don't know if he asked that or not. But why do they have his name? If they have his name, then obviously it's not protected. 
The government could protect it, right? The government could protect spies in Russia. You know, they have a law that says we protect these names. But if but if you if a guy comes to you and says, "Look, I'm a spy. Here's my name. I'm I forgot the guy's name here. I'm Robin so and so, and I'm a spy. And here's some information." Well, you don't have a duty to keep that secret, and you have no privilege to keep that secret. What if you're a, what if you're a journalist who promised that person you would keep their name secret? Now, some states have a journalistic privilege. Texas does not. It's a very limited one, but it doesn't mm-hmm. cover identity of stuff like that in the court case. So, yes, there is no federal privilege that I'm aware of from journalists. They've talked about it. They can't get anywhere on it because who's a journalist anymore? I mean, you could go on the web. There was Technically, a day when, uh, under the First Amendment, anyone can be a citizen journalist. Exactly. And the First Amendment doesn't belong. I think uh, this came out of one of the cases that I had with, with uh, George White about the camera thing. The First Amendment doesn't belong just to reporters. It's written for the people. Now, right. the, the free press is an important component, but it doesn't say who the press is. It means all of us. We have the right, all of us to speak, all of us to publish. Uh, so the privilege to be able to take advantage of the First Amendment belongs to every citizen. It's not limited to a small group of people that are called reporters. And so in this case, if these people have it, whether they're reporters or not, it's obvious that they're not under some protective scheme like attorney-client or some statute to keep spies secret or you know protect the identity of witnesses in the witness protection program. If there's no statute, then there's no reason why they're not telling the judge what he asked them to produce. Well, regardless of law, I guess Catherine and Greg have incentive to keep this. Remember the lady, I don't want to remember this case, but there was a lady here that went to jail. And I thought it was Nancy Atlas. I could be wrong on the judge, but Nancy Atlas, I believe, was the judge. And she stayed in jail for six months because she wouldn't reveal a source. Let me tell you something. Don't, Don't fight with a federal judge unless you have a real good brief going to the appellate court to get interim relief. Bring your right, and so her that journalist's incentive for not revealing the source, and she, I think she felt it was worthwhile to sit in jail for six because months? her her work going forward would be tarnished because going forward, com- confidential sources would not I trust think she her anymore. She cracked and gave up the name. So I unless think you know, unless she stood her ground, her her future confidential sources wouldn't trust her anymore. So she felt she had to do that to preserve. Um, getting sources in the future, and perhaps, perhaps that's why Catherine and Greg are standing their ground. Although it's really weird that Greg posted last Sunday on social media that you know the day before he went to jail, he posted that he's frustrated that he's um, pre- preserving the secrecy of a coward. He called the guy a coward because he's not, and he's ancillary to this case. But I guess he was just—it seemed he was just keeping his word that he wouldn't reveal this guy's name. But here's you the thing: contractually, in, a, in the United States, you cannot contractually agree to keep things secret. So here's you, my parties can't agree that we're just going to not tell things later. So unless the law has created it by statutory, like like a law that says I can't reveal the names of people in in the witness protection, or I can't reveal the name of spies, we have those laws, or. Uh-huh. But you and I can't sit here and agree that we're going to. I have uh, cases where lawyers agree with the other lawyer. We're going to keep this secret. And they find out later, Okay, no, you can't. You can't agree 
to a privilege that doesn't exist in the law. So, but you may, you may on principle want to go to jail. I mean, maybe that's the alternative is you feel that so strongly that you gave your word, you know, that that's above the rule of law. And okay, but you don't sit so there. You the question sit. is, why does the judge want this guy's name so bad? What does this have to do with the whole lawsuit? Again, this is a defamation. That, that would be lawsuit. an evidentiary claim. But whoever the lawyers are in that came, case must have, at, uh, if they did their job, they must have got it down to the essential issue of whether or not this was required for that case. This judge ain't on some, I can tell you, I can tell you, Judge Hoyt is not the lawyer in the case. He's going to let those lawyers do their job. But it's at the end of it, he's got something where it's real close, right? This side is saying this. I don't want to reveal it because of these reasons. This side is saying, yes, you have to because of these reasons. Legal. Judge Hoyt is saying this one carries the weight. This is the law. But above Judge Hoyt is the Fifth Circuit. They they, they office in the same building. So if Mm. these lawyers think that Judge Hoyt is wrong, They've had enough time to go to that Fifth Circuit and ask for either a stay of that judge's order or to have it reversed on a mandamus or to have an emergency appeal with a stay of the judge's orders. You're telling me so far that hasn't happened because they're still sitting in jail. So either they're lacking in the law or they're lacking in their lawyers. (laughs) So... (laughs) None of those are good things for Judge Hoyt. You better have... Let me know... Let, let me know what you think the okay. judge's reasoning is for demanding this name. Um, so this is defamation suit. Basically, the the software company is trying to tell, uh, trying to prove that Connect is simply defaming them by making up stories about them because they're the owner or CEO of the company is Chinese, and uh, they're trying well, to. I, say, I see where you're going already. And the other side has said, look, I didn't make it up. I based it on somebody else telling me this. Right. My defense is, they told me. That's what the defense is. Yeah, I see what happened. So here's the thing. Uh, Amid this lawsuit in early early October, just about a month ago, the CEO of the same company got arrested. Uh, Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office um, issued multiple felony warrants against the CEO for exactly what True the Vote is alleging. So how can this be defamation? So on Thursday in the hearing, no, no, True no, the no. Vote... No, not the same, though. Uh, They're not the look, same? I know a little bit about slander and libel law. The, the, what, what's happened is, and I don't even know your people, so let me just say person A and person B. Person A has said some nasty things about person B. Person B is saying either, A, I didn't say it, I'm repeating what person C told me, or they're saying it's true. That's that's usually the way these cases come out. They're saying, and what you've hit on is the defense of truth. You're saying it's true because the DA indicted me. No, that's not a defense. I don't care what the DA does. Really? How? If, if I say that you, uh, I'm going to give something outrageous because this happens a lot. I'm going to say you raped a little five-year-old kid. Okay, just because the DA indicts you on that charge doesn't mean that that's true, right? You, that, the, the truth so, is whether so you burden of or not. Proof, burden of proof stays on the person who's being sued. No, it switches around a little bit. If, 
If you say it's false, the burden is for you to prove it's false. If you're the defendant and you say it's true, the burden is on you to prove that defense of truth. So I don't know where in the case they're at, but it's a little bit confusing because you because you go, I have a First Amendment right to say things, but the First Amendment right comes with the obligation to be responsible for the things that we say, right? So I have a right to say that you're a child molester, but I don't have the right to harm your reputation with a false lie. So, now, so far, I so far I haven't seen evidence from Kanak proving that it's false, but well, I know that last. False. Remember, last, is the person saying, "I filed a lawsuit." I say what you said is false. So the proof is me saying it's false. I did not do that. That's proof. That's testimony. Just so now, saying the, it's false is the proof? proof. Well, you're the witness. If I accuse you of molesting the child, you're. You say, I didn't do it. That's proof, some proof. It's not, but whether a jury buys it or not, I don't know. But that is Well, every criminal proof. is going to say they didn't do it, but that's not proof that well, they didn't. Some of them do didn't. It. Remember that. Some of them didn't. Everybody that gets accused is not guilty. I can promise right. you. That. So we start with proof. Proof becomes testimony. Now, the other side says, oh, yes, you did. You're lying. That's what you're saying. I have videotape of you molesting the little boy. That's called truth. Or I have the statement of the little boy that says you did it. That's that's some evidence. And then ultimately, the decision goes to the trier of the fact, whether it's the jury or the judge, who they're going to believe. Right? Uh-huh. So that's where a libel or slander case gets down to is the nub of the... Now, there's another defense. We're into whether it's true or not. That's one defense. You, you use the DA as the example of truth. The DA is not the example of truth. The DA is like, okay, that's that's called some uh, indicia that maybe what happened is as we said it is. But that's not the truth. The DA is relying on the same information everybody else is. So Just here's the thing. One person it doesn't mean whether it's true or not. At the beginning of the hearing on Thursday, last Thursday, yeah. the lawyers for true the vote said we've got the investigator from los angeles district attorney's office on the phone um we would like you to speak with him and if you want we can bring him in to testify judge shut it right right down he said that's a separate case i'm uh, i why would i want to talk to someone i I don't know look what's in front of him he's not trying the case right this is a new case but the DA's office was about to show the uh, how they independently obtained the same evidence that True the Vote obtained. You're so at a different true, stage in a case. I can I don't even have to know what the separate, case is about. A separate wit- witness to corroborate that this evidence the judge is not at the stage of deciding the whole case. He's at the Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive 
radioactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. You told me this case just got filed, right? Well, September 12th, it was filed. Yeah, there's no way this case is at a trial stage. I would, I would be, there's no way the judge is sitting in trial on this case. So you're saying he might hear that later, but. Yeah, it might be relevant later, but whatever the issue is in front of him today is, it sounds like it's a preliminary matter or some kind of discovery matter. And I don't know. Well, the matter but, last Thursday seemed to be the temporary restraining order that was filed by. There you go. There you go. That's what we're saying talking about. We don't want, yeah. Connect is saying if you have uh, the private information of our poll workers, we demand that it is not released. And and uh, in do in uh, yeah. making sure it's not released, I guess they needed to know everyone who'd seen it to make sure that none of those people yeah. released. I it. guessed exactly where you're at. Preliminary stage with some kind of temporary relief. I told you that's where you're at. In that stage, the judge is not trying to decide whether things are true or false. Hmm. He's trying to decide whether I need this information to set a temporary sort of a stop everything order in place. And to support that, he's going to take a certain little bit of evidence. But he's not going to decide the whole case. He may not even be allowed to decide the case because it may be a jury case. 
So he's just sitting over a very narrow motion that for temporary relief, we call it injunctive relief or restraining order, and it's saying we need to stop it right now before there's any more harm. That's what it means. So they present him evidence on a narrow basis, and then the other side presents their evidence on a narrow basis. I don't believe you get to just call people at random and say, here, listen to this guy on the phone, because in order to take evidence in a federal courthouse, generally you have to bring your witness, right? So whoever the, whatever side you're saying, said, here, listen to this guy on the phone, they had the duty to bring this guy's testimony in, or they could have said, judge, can we take a pause? We're going to fly to, where was this, off Los Angeles? We're going to fly to Los Angeles. We want to take this guy's depot. We'll be back here in three days with his evidence. I don't think they asked for that because he probably would have granted it. So there's all kinds of ways to get your evidence in on a temporary hearing. You can ask the judge for permission to go take the deposition in L.A. and let me let me have an extra day or so. It doesn't sound like they did that. Mm-hmm. You could ask the judge to, to take this. I'm calling this person as a witness. He can't be here. I'm asking to do it Zoom. That's normal. But they did offer to bring him in. It sounded like in person. And the judge said, I'm not interested in hearing about L.A., period. Well, I could see. Okay, again, what did the witness have to testify? That the DA just did this or he did something else to find out? It doesn't look that like the, this guy's that the DA witness. was able to grab that same sensitive info through an open door in a Chinese server the same as as true the vote was alleging does right. exist which would corroborate. I don't know the, I'd have to listen to all this legal argument that goes with it I don't know if it matters or not but what the allegation? perhaps the allegation is that connect software company uh, allowed sensitive US election information to be housed on a Chinese server upon yeah, which there was an open door to see what was there What's that? It, it, are they admitting they did that or not? Kanak is Denying? saying that through the vote made this up because they're racist against Chinese. Oh, there you people. go. So it's a slander case. So they're saying, yeah. oh, you, you've accused me of being a racist. Right. So they're and through the vote is saying we're not racist. It's true. And here's the LADA's office to prove it. <laughs> and the judge that is won't saying. Work. You can't say it's true because I got this government agency over here saying it's true. The LADA, by definition, is somebody who's done it themselves and looked at it themselves and prepared a case. So so I'm almost positive the LADA was not on the phone saying, let me tell you my story. Because they don't have any first-party knowledge. All of their knowledge, by definition, has to be second-party, or there'll be witnesses in the case and they couldn't even prosecute the guy. Huh. So it, let me make it simple. Whatever the LADA did is not first-hand knowledge. They didn't see it, do it, hear it. They got it from somebody else. That has to be the case, or they can't have been the prosecutor because they're the witness. Our laws don't allow lawyers, except in limited circumstances, uh, to be the prosecutor and the witness. They don't allow So here's my question. Back to this third person in the room, uh, I'm assuming that the judge needs to know the third person's name as part of fully securing the temporary restraining order that says none of the parties who saw the info can release the info. Right. He has to carve a very narrow order 
that addresses the legal issues before him right now and gets temporary, if necessary, temporary relief to prevent further harm. Uh, I'll give you an example. This is I'm going to take it away from this because slander and libel is a very complicated area of the law because of the First Amendment. It gets very complicated. But let's suppose I went into Coca-Cola's headquarters in Atlanta and I got their formula for the Coke, which they had protected now for over 100 years. And I got it. I had a way to swipe it or whatever. And I'm walking out with it. And I get to my house and Coca-Cola they says, Kelly has to be the one that walked away with our formula. If it gets out onto the Internet, the whole world will know our formula would be harmed. We will be damaged. We've gone to 100 years of effort to protect that secret formula. You go to court. You tell the judge, judge, I need an immediate order to make this guy not reveal our information, our formula. And I go, I I bought it for $10. You know, they sold it to me. Uh, Max over here in the company, uh, in the IT department, sold it to me for $10 or $10 million, whatever the number. I own it. And the judge can then craft an order and says, look, we're not getting to the merits of that case yet. I don't know if you have a valid contract with Max who had the authority to sell it to you for $10 million. But I don't try that today. I need to stop this formula from getting onto the web and them being able to drink Coca-Cola in Afghanistan without paying the royalties. So the way I'll do this, I'll tell you, okay, you will not distribute that. You need to tell me everybody that you have sent this formula to so I can enjoin them. And that's why I'm not going to tell you. Okay, well, I need to get my toothbrush because that judge has the right to find that out. So that's clearly close to what you've got. The judge is so. yeah, yeah. The judge and then later on, later, later on, later on, if it's true, if it's not, if, if Coca Cola's lying, and Max really did sell it to me for ten million dollars, then I'm going to have the ability then to have damages for this injunctive order that they've lied about. But I don't get to in a short hearing, a very temporary short hearing at the beginning of a case. A judge cannot possibly be able to decide the entire case in 30 days. But he can say I can stop any further damages if I need to. And he could ask me, Mr. Kelly, have you sent this to anybody else? No, sir, I have not. Or, yes, sir, I've sent it to 10 of my closest friends. I've sent it to a chemical engineer in China. And then you would have to prove who those friends are? Well, the judge may ask me. I don't know if he would or not, but a smart judge would say, okay, (laughs) <laughs> who are they? Because if I join me after I've already sent it out, what good is that? So if all he says is Lloyd Kelly can't send it out anymore, I've done nothing because the judge already knows I sent it to my chemist in China. So I've got to have the names of everybody that got it that I sent it to in order to stop it. So I've got to go yeah. to the next guy and say, okay, you don't disseminate that either. So, okay, guy in China, don't you do anything with that information. You just freeze it on your computer right now. I don't know what we're going to do with it. I don't know if it's important. But right now, for purposes of this case, I don't care about the DA. So that's why it's not important that the ultimate case be decided, right? In a temporary order, it, it whether it's true or not, or whether this is the Coke formula, and, and somebody else says, I got the Coke formula from, from uh, Pepsi, <laughs> Pepsi has it too. That's not relevant. In this case, the claim is I bought it from Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola says I protected it. 
We're just going to look at that. I don't care what the people in Atlanta or the government has done about getting the formula or they put it on their tax returns. I don't care what they did. Right now, this narrow case, what do I need to do to stop any further harm from Max having given the Coca-Cola formula to Kelly? Under Okay, a so contract. if you say one of those 10 closest friends is an FBI informant, uh, I can't well, say his name. you got to give him up. Okay. Would why? I mean, would the judge and uh, and the judge and the plaintiffs would they reach out to the FBI to get that? No. Look, you either come in with a statute that says, "Judge, we can't give you that name because he's in this statute as a spy." You know, right now that guy is in Moscow spying on Putin, and the statute says you can't give up his name. Or you say, Judge, here's another statute that says that guy's in the witness protection program and I can't give you his name. Or, you know, he works for the president of the United States and here's the statute that says, or he's my attorney, <laughs> but the name of the attorney is never privileged. So <laughs> you're not going to get Yeah, they didn't, they didn't name a statute. They just said he's a confidential informant. And the judge yeah, even asked, the judge know. actually asked, did you guys... De- when you're a confidential informant, because Greg says he previously was one as well, the judge said, did you sign paper with the paperwork with the FBI to be a confidential informant? He said, no, I, I didn't sign a contract. They didn't pay me. But when I did show them evidence, they did have me sign on their paperwork. And so the judge... Look, just because I'm a confidential informant with the FBI, that doesn't mean anything about whether or not I, I get revealed in a federal case. Uh-huh. It, it is a problem. Trust me, whoever's trying to resist giving that information should have called the FBI and said, hey, you need to get in this case and fight this to protect your guy's name. Because that person has no standing to keep secret from a federal judge something that the FBI is trying to protect. So whoever that confidential informant is, he better call the FBI and say, hey, you need to get over here and keep my name secret. Because that's the government's position. The government's position is to protect their own information. You don't have any standing to protect the information that supposedly belongs to the FBI. I mean, why do you care well, about the confidential informant? Just looking big picture at this case, the viewers seeing this play out uh, have said, okay, we get that it, True the Vote is trying to figure out what really happened in 2020 in regards to the election. And and if Connect doesn't want to expose their vulnerabilities, in the, ju- the judge seems to be protecting Connect, so the judge must be yeah. a leftist tr- yeah. judge who doesn't want Trump. No, come this on. Come a- on. He, he, this ain't Judge Hoyt. You got the wrong judge. He's going to be... He's not a leftist? Well, he was, I told you, back in the... He understands elections. I believe he was elected in 86 to the Court of Appeals and maybe to the bench. You got the wrong judge. This is not that judge. He won't play politics. Look, whatever's before him is based on that case, those facts, those rules. Now, he don't care who's president. Well, now viewers are going to say, well, you're, you must be a leftist, Lloyd Kelly. I must be what? A leftist if you're protecting Me? a judge. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just saying, I know my viewers, they're going to say this. Well, go check me out. Most people say, 
different things about me. I've been. Are you, you know, Republican? Yeah, I've been since you know I helped build the parties with the the first Bush. I was in the first Bush White House. So you know you can say whatever you want, but I, wow. Judge Hoyt was appointed by Reagan, and I told you that was a f- very uh, unusual thing because you don't see Republicans putting a lot of black judges in office. And in fact, we don't see a lot of Democrats putting a lot of black judges in office. So I don't know what's going on with this country, but Hoyt has been an exemplary judge for 40 something years. So that's just, uh, I know him from, from being a litigant in his court. I know what he's about. He understands that his role in the third branch of government to be a judge on that case and to deliver Fair justice in that case. He doesn't side up with the with the government. Him and Lynn Hughes are probably the two judges down there that'll take on the federal government if they have to. They don't wow. care who's in their courtroom. You will always get equal and indifferent justice in their courts. I don't care wow. who you are. You're going to get the same no matter which side you're on and indifferent, meaning I, he doesn't care who you are. You walk in as the federal government, or you walk in as the poorest person. I have watched him. In in fact, the first case I ever had, Judge Hoyt had a pro se litigant in his courtroom who was from the Filipinos. He was a Filipino from the Philippines who could barely speak English, but he was a dentist, a professional. And Judge Hoyt appointed the firm that I was with at the time, Fulbright and Jaworski, to represent that guy because he believed that this handwritten uh, submissions he was getting from this guy asking for justice deserved good lawyers. And he asked that firm to take it on pro bono. And so I got it five years into it and tried it and we won. And we were against the state of Texas. Wow. So no, this was a guy who hand writes stuff. So, so the idea that Judge Hoyt's going to cover something up or, you know, play games, that ain't him. He, he looks at the case. Do you have a case? Do you have a complaint that's worthy of a federal court addressing those issues? And that guy did. Uh, and, and he made sure that the guy got good representation, and he did. And the guy got a trial, and he did. And he won to the surprise of the state of Texas and their nine lawyers that showed up to try that case. So Judge Hoyt wants as much as he can get a level playing field, but he's not going to lawyer for you. So if you bring a lawyer and they bring a lawyer and you're happy with those lawyers, come do it. But you better do your business. I told you, you better show up with a good lawyer and good law. Because wow. Okay. So how do you think this ends now? It's been, uh, what, three days now that the people from True the Vote have been in jail? Comply, appeal or, or get used to your new quarters. I mean, wow. you know, quit paying rent on your old house because you're not going to need it for a while. I mean, look, you're not going to fight this judge. What if, the, what if the plaintiffs or the judge just gets that third person's name from someone else? Do you think they would do well, then that? It becomes moot. That- it becomes moot. Right. Would They're that- not gonna- yeah, it's called moot. Once you have the name, there's no reason to compel these people to sit in jail. He's not trying to punish them. In the so they way. could come out, they, they could be able to get out of jail if Connect tracks down the third person themselves. Exactly. So, okay. so Judge Hoyt. The, the language in the case law is the people in jail have the keys to unlock the door. But it can be unlocked other ways if you find out another way. 
But this is not punishment. This is inducement for you to comply with an ongoing problem. It's a, it's a lot like what happened in the 60s when, uh, what's his name, the attorney general came down to the southern states and said, we have a court order. Uh, you're going to let these uh, black Americans in these schools. And you had the Governor Wallace saying, they ain't never going to happen. Now. Segregation now, segregation forever. And he said, no, we're going to, you're either going to comply with the federal order or I got a whole bunch of these federal troops standing behind me. They're going to enforce it. I mean, we fought a civil war over this. It kind of concluded with the opinion that the federal courts remain superior to state courts. We don't, we don't, you can't nullify federal authority by because you don't want to comply. So that's not going to happen. Judge Hoyt is a good judge. I would highly recommend whatever side you're thinking is not doing right to get good lawyers because a good lawyer can say, Hey, I have the law. Judge Hoyt, you're wrong. I'm going to go up to the fifth circuit. Fifth circuit's right there, ready to take your case. <laughs> they're, they're wow. Like in the building. <laughs> it's not going to be hard, but they're going to be reluctant to do that. They need you... someone like you who knows all these intricacies. Uh, you know, I'm glad I'm out because I'm fighting my own battles. <laughs> but, but you, you I, I'm always, there are some judges down there that, that are scary because they are not timid. They will fight you. They will fight. That was definitely, that was definitely Kenneth Hoyt. Yeah. He's he got strength. He's a tight, he's a lion. You know, judge, Lynn Hughes is a lion. Do not mess with them. Judge Hitler is a lion. Do not mess with him. I don't care if you are the government. Do not mess with these people. Now, other judges, there's there's genius judges. You know, there's good judges, smart judges. Why you would pick on them, I have no idea. But they're smart enough to know they're not going to step over the line and you're going to make them look like a fool. They're not crazy judges, you know. Um, I've had some judges that want to do things that are just not in the law. I've had, I have mandamus a sitting judge, state court though, in less than 24 hours. He was so wrong. And we told him, you're wrong. And he, I don't care. Boom. Appellate court came back in 24 hours. And he was embarrassed because he didn't think it was. So, so get a good lawyer and get good law. And if you're counseling your client and you don't have the law and you don't have the facts, then comply. Because you know where you're going. Don't test these judges. They are not to be played with. At least some of them are. I mean, I've been in front of judges. Okay. But not these. This guy's been here a long time. He knows what his power is. And he's, he's, he's very judicial. Go look it up. See how many people he's ever put in jail. Almost none. He, he extracts compliance out of respect because he's very judicial, because he will listen to you, but he's not going to tolerate just outright obstructionist behavior. Okay. And this is a protester. He remembers what it's like to protest against wrongdoing. So that's always in the back of his mind. I always remember that about Judge Hoyt. He understands injustice and he understands oppression. So if you really are being oppressed and it really is unjust, he's going to listen to that. And if you don't have a lawyer or a good lawyer, I don't think he'll replace your lawyer if you've chosen a bad one. That's your problem. But if you don't have a lawyer, like I told you, the first case I ever had was he appointed this lawyer who was a dentist, right? A smart guy went to college. This wasn't some idiot off off the street who didn't know what he was doing. He was smart. He just had a language barrier and didn't know the law. 
the judge looked at his case and said, there's something here. I don't know what it is. Let's get him a lawyer. Got him one of the finest law firms in, in Houston to go in there. It made a big difference. Because once you got a good lawyer, you look at the law, you look at the facts, bring your case in, do your job, then let the jury decide, right? That's what the cases are supposed to be, is you prepare them. And then the, the, the ideal is we let the average citizen, your viewers, come down and sit on a jury and decide the ultimate facts of the case, Okay. So the judge is just trying to get it from where he's at today, the beginning, to where regular folks can look at it and make that decision. That's democracy. That's a Republican form of government. That's the way it's supposed to work. He's doing his job. I guarantee it. Unless this is a point I've never heard of, he is doing his job. And I predicted every one before you even got to the nub of it, I was telling you this is where it was at. Because our law is supposed to be predictable and work in certain methods. And I know he's the kind of judge that'll follow that procedure. He he knows the routine. Don't buck him unless you like uh, your new digs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, thank you so much for thank sharing you. your All your right. insight on this. I really appreciate your time. And uh, you tell Mr. Don Hooper he owes me lunch. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Donald Hooper. You hooked me into this, right? All right. Thank you very All much. Right. All right. Talk to Bye-bye. you later. Bye. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. 